We are live. This is the Group Sales Power Hour. And our mission here, lest you forget, is to help you build a bigger, better group business. And I can't think of a better time than to be having these conversations right now as we look ahead at the, if I may be so bold, Dan, to say the tsunami of group business and business coming our way. Welcome, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for being Thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Stuart. Thanks for joining and uh, thanks for inviting me here. You bet. You you and I met, uh, it had to be on a number of occasions, right? At, uh, at the, the Nexion Group Summit. We might have, did we meet at Travel Leaders too? I'm trying to think. We, we see each other all over town. Yeah, you, yeah. We've our, our past crossed multiple times over the past four or five years at different industry events. And uh, you're doing what you do very well and talk about groups and uh you know we both share that passion of just helping agents grow their business we do we do and one of the things that that blew me away was watching you talk to the advisors get up you know it's one thing making a presentation it's another taking ask me anything questions and uh i, I shouldn't be surprised but I, I'm, I was, I, I am surprised, only because there, there's, and I'm going to say this lovingly, but not everybody can do what you do. You know your stuff, man, and <laughs> you, you love. You think is you work back a house, but you love the Asian community. You're, you're like their yeah. biggest advocate, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think obviously, you know, coming from uh, Appalachia Group and running on the vacation side of uh, of vacation side of things it's i mean 85 percent of our business comes from the travel agents so uh when i get the opportunity to travel with agents and do sales calls and see what's going on i mean you can't fix anything unless you can see the problem and those one-on-ones that i have the opportunity to have with agents allow me to take that information bring it back to the company work with the with the different departments. Stuart, what's really interesting about groups at ALG is the fact that we're kind of our own company within this umbrella of just everything of AM Resorts and uh, you know Amstar and and of course all the vacation brands. So you know it's not just that we come in and we just do groups. It's like we we're the ones in charge of our marketing. We're in charge of um, the, you know, the way the system works and is designed and there's a lot of synergies working with the people in our company to make the group product work. But it's just that's what gives me a lot of passion is when I when agents sit there and say, hey, can your system do this? It's like taking that information, going back to, you know, the developers at Tricep and sitting there saying not only will this help groups, but it might also help FIT bookings as well. Yeah. I love it. That, and that's another thing that I'm not only impressed with your knowledge, but also your company, ALG Vacations, how focused you are on developing systems to make the group process simpler. Because, man, it, it could be complicated without uh, easy systems. And I, and I know because I've seen them. I've seen you demonstrate them. Hey, bef before we Again, because I've got a lot of questions for you. I know there's a lot of stuff you want to share. And I know that the advisors who are here with us live. See, Dan, I may I make believe that they're here in my office. You guys are all here in my office right now. You know, sure. I'm so I'm so done with it. Look, I've been doing webinars for a bazillion years, as you have, but you know, we missed that one-on-one -on -one interaction. So we're gonna make believe everyone's here in the room. So advisors, welcome. If you have questions for Dan, who is the director of group sales at ALG Vacations, then I'm going to ask him in a moment to explain exactly what he does for the company, if you've never had the pleasure of meeting this man. And then we're going to take your questions. Go ahead and, and type in stuff. I have a little itty-bitty tiny poll. It's a one-question poll that I'm going to ask you to answer so we know where you are when it comes to future groups, cruise ships or resorts. I'm just curious, what is it looking like going forward? And we're, we're going to uncover a lot of valuable information that will help you build a, a bigger, better group business, because now's the time. 
Now's the time. If you're not already in the game, you better get in the game quick. Dan, take take a minute and tell us what what do you do for ALG Vacations? What's your role? Yeah, so as Stuart mentioned, my role is uh, director of group sales for ALG Vacations. So that's the brands of Travel Impressions, Apple Vacations, FunJet, Blue Sky Tours, United Vacations, and Southwest. Um, so primarily we focus on the big, what we call the big three, the legacy brands that came together a few years ago to form ALG. So Apple Vacations, Travel Impressions, and FunJet. We do the Hawaii groups on our Blue Sky brand as well as United Vacations, our airline brand that we manage as well. Uh, and so I oversee the sales team and our team is uh, synergized that they quote and work all the brands. Uh, so it's not that we have people dedicated just to one brand versus the other. Over the last couple of years, in terms of the merger and integration, our um, brands have really adapted some similarities. You know, So travel impressions would be the brand that you would want to use for a little bit higher commission. It's going to be at a higher price point, but typically agents make a little bit more. And then on Apple and FunJet, it's really kind of the, what is the client's preference if someone's been loyal to that? Because the price point and the commissions are going to be the same on those two brands. Um, so that's that, That's the gist of kind of what I do. Uh, I work with a lot of hotel partners in terms of getting promotions together. Um, and with groups, it's very different when we do promotions. It's not as so cut and dry, instant savings, $200 off like you might see throughout the months or the weeks or with promo codes. It's more of a, how do we get agreements where groups can earn group credits up to $2,000, up to $2,500. Um, so it's really working with those hotel partners to come to the table and help uh, market uh, whatever promotion. Uh, to be Truthfully, a lot of the, the promotions come from ALG Vacations and we go out and we solicit the help from the hotels for that. So sometimes we get asked, well, why doesn't my favorite hotel have a promotion? And it's 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 a lot of times we have to be the ones to initiate that versus the hotel. Um, right. So uh, between, you know, the sales component, the quote close type of thing, the marketing aspect, and then obviously working with our service team and the back of the house operations team, uh, that keeps me pretty busy. I would say so. And doing it all virtually is that is that right is your whole team virtually? yeah yeah so thankfully what i what i count my blessings on is the fact that the team that we have in place today these teams worked in in one of our five offices at one point together so the chemistry and that collaboration that foundation of what a team is was already built before COVID happened um, I, you know, my heart goes out to some of these companies that are trying to bring team members in and, and trying to train them and onboard them because it is such a different element. And when you work with, when you're working groups, it is such a teamwork atmosphere because, uh, you know, sales can get it so far, but operations has got to bring it to life and then service has got to bring it home. And so the inner workings of that and having that face-to-face -face communication is so key, but this group department, we had like a lot of companies this past uh, year with COVID, we had to make a lot of difficult decisions and reduce our staff. But the core of the team in, in, in general is team members that have worked together for many, many years. It's our veterans and those are the people that are leading us into this next new chapter of what group travel will be. Very exciting. I'm gonna ask you one more question that then we're gonna do a poll and then Man, every we talk we the pre preparation we did, Dan, was everything's on the table. I, mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna fire away with questions about you know what you see over the years or currently agents doing well. What what you wish they did more of? What you wish they did less of? What what you know you have a tool that can save them hours of work. Uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, we need to mention destination weddings. Your thoughts on packaging. Uh, niches, incentives, and I'm also going to ask if, if there's any particular hotels or hotel chains you see that have really stepped up that are worth noting and praising for what they're doing right yeah. now and going forward. There's, there's a lot of stuff on the table. So before I post this poll, here's a question. What's it looking like? What's business look like? What's happening right now? What does the future look like for groups? 
Well, business is booming. Um, I mean, it just, I mean, we, I think a lot of us thought we would have a slow ramp up through February, March. Uh, CDC ruling came out in January, which just devastated the industry again, right? From It doesn't matter if you're on the, on the ship or on the land, it impacted you. And it was almost a second, like second announcement again. It's like, here we are. It felt like March again from 2020 when that announcement came out. But what happened is that since basically end of February, mid-February going back, business is booming. People, you know, some states have relaxed some of their travel requirements. People got used to the new restrictions in place from the CDC. Hoteliers stepped up and said, guess what? We'll take care of the testing costs. So don't worry about that. It's just a little inconvenience on your trip, but we're going to do testing in-house and we'll pay for it. A lot of hotels stepped up and did that. And it brought a new confidence to the industry. It gave agents that power to go there and say, look at Cancun, look at the Dominican, look at what they're doing down there and the protocols that they're in place. Um, so the past six to eight weeks, we are actually seeing at certain certain periods of time, we're seeing numbers not better than 2020, but going better than 2019, which was one of the best uh, one of the best years that we had on our uh, within the industry as a whole. So that's some of the trends that we're definitely seeing right now. Wow. So this is encouraging. This is exciting. I have to say it's it's not a surprise because not only do we have the pent-up demand for the groups that were supposed to happen that didn't. We also yeah. have well, all the people are like, we want to be together. We want to go, get away, have fun. Yeah, and you know, can- one of the one of the analogies I, I and I was talking with an agent a few weeks ago about this, and her phone was ringing off the hook. She didn't know if she should be recalling staff or hiring some temps or something. And I said it's almost equivalent to having. And my kids are a little bit young, but I remember my days of being a high schooler, teenager. It's almost this shift in group or just travel in general where people are in this adolescent teenage rebellion movement right now where they're like, we're tired of staying home. We're tired of doing things. I'm going to travel and I'm going to go outside this country because that is how much they want to go right now. So it's almost where, you know, mom, dad, I don't care what you think. We're going do something mentality but we're seeing it on a scale of 2019 or better levels right now. Wow, that is, that's exciting, that's encouraging. And on that note, I've just put a poll out there. If you would please go ahead and, and register here. The, the question is, are the majority of your future groups, where are they? Are they looking like they're gonna be on cruise ships or at land resorts? Just curious, where are you putting your groups? So if you would, uh, be so kind to answer that question, and then we'll share the results. I appreciate it. Uh, Dan, I know you're hoping for which. <laughs> uh, the second one there, the land resorts, all of them. Yeah, and the, the crazy part is there's, there, there's no, I, I'm not gonna comment on the, the open date, if you will. Let me share the results when when cruising is coming back, but. So we've got interesting. We've got two thirds future groups on cruise ships and a third at land resorts. There you go, a third. And I wonder, those of you who typed in land resorts, would you would you enter? While my discussion with Dan continues, what kind of group is it? Destination wedding. I'm just curious. Give me your comments on that. I want to share that with Dan. But what's your takeaway, Dan? Do you do you think do you think yeah. land resorts could be handling more and different. I mean, it. They're. They're. I mean, you could be booking them now. I mean, I just got back from. I told you the Grand, at uh, and Cancun. I'm heading back down a couple of weeks. What's your thoughts on that? Surprised, pleased, or do you think you you, you need more? Yeah, I guess I I'm a little bit um, surprised. That's where, where our audience is kind of leaning towards because. If if you if we were to look at the CDC recommendations for face value, they're saying open door, get outside, and and not saying you can't do that on a cruise ship, but you're a little bit more confined, of course, except you know obviously when you're in the ports and stuff. Um, but you know the land resorts, what we've seen in this up upsurge of business that we have is destination weddings because the states 
are all different, right? You got the you got the free states down south, and then you up north and uh, on the coastlines. You got the the handcuffed states a little bit, and but people, here's <laughs> one of the things. And Stuart, I think you and I had talked about this many times. Is you know the the great thing about uh, of uh, group travel is there's always a niche that just never fades, and that's destination weddings. Because no matter how bad or how good the economy is, how locked down or how free I guess people are, what people get married, and yeah. so that's that's the big thing. And so a lot of people who were looking at that more stateside banquet wedding hall type of thing are looking at those destination weddings, going. I can't get my family to come unless it's an outdoor celebration, open air. I don't really want to do that. I'm in Milwaukee. I'll rip on my own city. I don't want to do that in Milwaukee in April. It's kind of cold. We got a big, we got a big pond next to us that's always <laughs> frozen. It seems so. Um, but could we do this on a rooftop? Could we do this as a gazebo on the beach? So I, I'm a little kind of uh, surprised by that. But also, I understand from an agent perspective the um the call to desire to do cruises because they are simpler compared to some of these land resorts you know there's less less components overall and i know we'll probably talk about packaging a little bit later but sure. I, I could see why people would lean that way a little bit you know it's interesting you say that dan in my perspective and i i want to ask everyone in the audience this question if you agree or disagree with me that's okay I have seen cruise vacations get a lot more complicated, Dan. I I would submit to you right now that a land, a resort vacation, particularly all-inclusive, and I know you represent a lot of all-inclusive chains, which we'll, we'll talk about, they make it so much simpler. There's less choices. It's almost, you know, as if just choose your category and... Uh, if, if we need private events, you know, if it's a destination wedding and so forth. But, you know, I've just, the last time I cruised, of course, I, I was I was on a river cruise, but on a big ship cruise, it, it was for it was with a conference last few times. And man, if you don't make decisions in advance, if you don't wait online, if you don't get stuff, you, you don't know where you're eating. You don't know which excursion you're on. Where? So I'm I'm just letting you know that I really think booking an all inclusive is simpler these days and everyone chime in do you agree disagree dan yeah i guess i i mean i look at it from what 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 kind of fears some agents from doing group business and i and i think in one of over the years i always kind of kick off with a visual and i used to kind of sit there and and say uh, pull up a picture of a dark wooded forest basically where it's doom and gloom and I'm like, what what comes to mind? And it's it's that fear thing. And I, I I guess I where I'm going with this is, you know, the hotels were first to really kind of instill the 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 attrition and cancellation penalties where you sometimes need a lawyer to read through them because it's 20% of this and 10% of this and this date range and that date range. And I think that pushed some agents to just focus on cruising because the cruising world was a little bit more of like, are you using the cabin or not? You know, it was kind of like that sort of thing. Um, but there's other parts of the business now that, you know, are getting a little bit more complicated. But what one of the big things with COVID in this past year with the resort side is a lot of these hotels that had to, to put these stringent restrictions on their contracts have really lined up over the last year. I mean, everyone's fighting for occupancy right now. Sure. Every now and then you get a week or a weekend there where they're like, yeah, we're we're at our capacity. That doesn't mean it's actually a capacity that every room is being used. It's under uh, occupancy due to COVID in that country or that state. So um, we do run into that a little bit. But I think, you know, with the way a whole lot of the hotels have changed their policies right now, it is a little bit more similar to some of the cruises, you know, doing groups, you know, are you just going to use the room or not? They've come down on the cancellation and attrition. So it, it's it's become a lot easier to manage, at least on our side, and, and work with the agents, um, you know, what those policies are so that agents don't have that fear of going, oh, my God, what like what what what's going to happen? Am I on the hook for this? So we're trying to remove that as we go along. I hear it. And that's good information to share. And those of you who are in boot camp or if you just attended boot camp live, 
when we talked about the group launch sequence, there's there's nothing more important. And Dan, this is uh, I don't I don't know if you were in the room when I when I presented group launch sequence at some of the events, but it's it's a it's a way of uh, uh, of launching a group to the consumers. It's it's almost failsafe. Basically, long and short, we're, we're really doing a a marketing model that's a true product launch, just sure. like you would see a, a book launch, a restaurant launch. In travel, we've always done it backwards. In in travel, I've seen the the advisors block the space, publish the prices, and then do the marketing. Okay, versus do the marketing, block the space, do the marketing. And tell them when you can buy it, because right now you can't. Not ready, not ready. Now you can. It's almost like a, uh, you know, when they have a President's Day sale, or well, back in the day it was a Black Friday Day sale. We know that that's now yeah. there's Cyber Monday. But you know, we, we need to really up our game when it comes to marketing, especially when we're we're on the hook. We've got money down, or we can lose space. So, but I appreciate you sharing with everybody giving everyone a, a new level of confidence that some of these hotel groups have relaxed, have adapted, have changed their group policies. Let me read some of the comments here. Hi, Linda says, uh, the poll was hard because I have both. She has a future cruise group and a land group. There you go. Rock and roll. There you Linda. Go. Uh, and it's a family group that's going on land, a family group. Karen D., said destination weddings and niche groups, for example, culinary and down and a downtown Abbey group. And those are all land groups she has coming up that I know. Stacy, hi Stacy, says uh, hers is a, a, a family travel, a mini reunion, a birthday trips and girls trips. That's what she's got coming up. And Hans says, uh, it was amazing how quickly the resorts adapted to the requirement for testing and quarantining. Yeah, and sure. I I know you you had I'm wondering have have on that line of 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 thinking have you seen specific resorts or hotel chains that have have impressed the heck out of you uh, and your organization with how quick they've stepped up and and what they're doing right now that that the agents need to be aware of and take note of because of what they have done and what they are doing as advocates for the industry to get their business? Yeah, that's a great question. I would probably say AIM Resorts is probably one of the best at, they were the first to really step up. Um, when that announcement came out in January and with only literally a couple weeks to implement, um, we, we saw the first few days of that announcement, the mass cancellations. We went, uh-oh, here we go again. Um, but AM Resorts was one of the first top tier um, chains to sit there and say, we're going to do testing, we're going to do it on site, and we're going to be complimentary. Um, now, and so if you're not familiar with AM Resorts, that's the brands of Zoetry, which is very boutique, smaller hotels. Uh, you got your Secrets, which is your adults only. You have your dreams, which is your family brand, very similar to Secrets in terms of product, but it is geared for families. And then we have Now, the brand Now, and Sunscape. Um, so, you know, it's it was really great to see a that organization step up and say we're going to do on uh, on-site testing because what it did is when you got over 70 hotels or you know in one brand sitting there saying we're doing this it forced some of the other hotels to step up so Ryu came up and said we're going to be doing on-site testing iberostar now there's always a little asterisk next to some of these because in certain destinations it's very hard for the hotels to do this but generally speaking you know if you were to kind of gearing you know, a, a land vacation for a group and you're going, okay, I don't know what is going to be in play in a year from now or six months from now. Look at the brands that have stepped up. And if you go on our website, algvacations.com and take a look at some of the COVID protocols, pick from that list. Look at the resorts that are doing that because if they're making that commitment now, we don't know what the future is going to be. We don't know if this is going to continue for six months, nine months, a year, we don't know. But it's a good indicator to you as booking professional to sit there and go, well, this hotel chain has stepped up versus maybe a partner 
of the travel industry that maybe is sitting there saying, yeah, we offer it, but it's $135 a person. That those costs add up very quickly for a family of four, where it's probably they're, they're, they may not go because of that increase in cost. So yeah, definitely take a look at AM Resorts, look at Reuse, look at Iberostar. There's there's some of the leaders in this industry. Okay, all right. No, we appreciate you you sharing that. That's important to know. All right, here we go. I I, I want to start talking groups, successes, failures. So one of my favorite questions. Sometimes we learn more, Dan, from other people's or our own mistakes, so we know not to do it a second time. I mean, yeah. first things that come to mind, and we didn't rehearse this, first things that come no. to mind, stuff that you see travel professionals do that you just you wish they would stop or you wish they would change because yeah. it just more often leads to failure. Go. <laughs> It's a great question, and uh, I, w I wish I could spend more time talking about this usually when I do trainings and visit agents. I would probably say quoting error is the number one mistake agents do at the very onsite or onset of doing a group. And mm -hmm. here's what happens, and I'll tell you from this wholesaler supplier side. We get a request for 20 people, 10 rooms, which is for certain, ch certain chains are minimum. There are uh, suppliers like AM Resorts that will allow to do a contract as low as five rooms, okay? Or Hard Rock Hotels, five rooms. Valentine Hotel down in Cancun, Riviera Maya, five hotels. But we get that request, which is basically what we call a bare minimum request. And inside the request, it says need air, scheduled air. And in the form, excuse me, there will be a, you know, LA to Cancun for 20 people. But in the notes section of the form, it says need need three nights, four nights, six nights, and seven nights or whatever rates. Okay, we are going to quote that anyways. And so we, what we do is we quote that hotel only and the agent comes back and says, I need air. Okay, so here's the problem that we have is if you're asking for multiple dates, that that's a first indication that not everyone's gonna be on the same flights or even maybe the same cities. And so if you don't really know how air works with some of the airlines is we, we work with the carriers, we ask for block seats. And what we often get is higher than normal passenger counts uh, from the agent. So maybe they only need 10 seats, which is the minimum for every airline, but they say, oh, give me, give me a call for 20. Well, airfare in the group world is the only thing that the more you buy, the higher fare usually is. You could go to Costco and buy a pallet of toilet paper. They'll probably cut you a deal because you bought more of it. But with the airlines, they sit there and say, oh, well, we're going to get that yield somehow. We're going to shoot that up another 40, 50, 60 bucks a seat because the whole idea of group air is price parity. Everybody has the same fare. And so the more seats you take, the higher the fare can be. Now, there's an exception to every rule. Maybe, you know, there's a pricing error, there's, the flight's not selling, and you get a great deal. It matches what you would see on FIT. But that request comes in for 20 seats. Well, it's very hard for us to understand, well, what days do you need that group air for? Well, I don't know. And then also you start going through it. Well, every now and then you get an agent that's very insisting and says, nope, I need air. I can't go back to my client without having air. And so we go, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get 20 seats for seven nights because you need air. And we get that rate for air and it's hundreds of dollars more than what the customer is going to see online if they were to go to an online travel agency or the airline direct. And then they look at you, the agent, and go, whoa, why are you charging five, 600 per seat when I see it on just throwing American out there for 380? Are you, are you, are you jacking the cost up or what's going on there? And so the, the strategy on those is if the customers don't know, don't quote the air as a group air. Look at bundling that up as a package. Our technology at ALG allows you to add air on individually inside of those contracted rates. So when you when you go to uh, contract with us, what we're doing is we're contracting that hotel rate. That rate doesn't change. And so when you, you're you ready to book air, you could simply add that on. And at the lowest published price that's in the system at the time you make the booking. 
So agents go, well, Dan, what do I do in that case? The simple thing is, here is your hotel rate, and then look at air individually. What are two seats going for? And maybe pad it a little bit, but to start off and go, here's your $700 rate for air on top of your hotel, you might have blown past that consumer's budget, client's budget, and now you, you're starting from a negative perspective. So, um, you know, that's not to say every group, you know, there's groups that incentive travel, they're on a strict three-day, four-day, everyone's on the same flight. Yeah, you, that's when you use the block air contract. But for probably close to 90% of our social leisure groups, they do not travel on a block air contract. They add air individually at the time the customer is willing to book uh, or make that reservation in their system. Wow, that's that's really important. There's always a lot of talk about that. And I think the advisors, if they haven't already come to terms with that reality, it is what it is. And it's it hasn't changed in the airline business for a long time. It's yield management. It is. And, and we just have to accept it. And I think there needs to be full disclosure, right? The the agent needs to say, needs to explain that, that uh, you, you might just be better off. Let's book you on it on an individual basis because with the group, the more seats we get, uh, price is going to go up because it, you know, you know, and and the agent because as you said, it could reflect poorly on the agent. And unfortunately, some agents will go back and blame the supplier. <laughs> yours truly, and it's not your fault. So yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah, so now, just kind of right sizing that group, you know. Um, yeah. if you got 10 or more on the same dates, okay, that's a, that's an option. But, uh, at the same time, um, you know, just making sure they understand what options are available to add air on individually to that contracted rate. Sure. And I think you bring up a good point. You talk to the group and you say, here are your two options. We can do group and here's the pros and the cons, uh, especially uh, if they're coming from the same gateway. I mean, that's, you don't even want to have a conversation if they're not enough people uh or we can do individuals pros and the cons you know present the options um successes in your experience and maybe maybe you can give us an, an anecdote uh, a true story of a group but what do you what do you see in general uh the more successful agents those agents uh, agencies that do that are your top 20 percent with alg vacations doing groups what are they doing right, Dan? Yeah, I would probably say the, the biggest thing that they do right is they look at the entire product lineup that we have and they go, how do I take everything you have and, and sell it to my clients? So let's start with the air. We, we've been talking about air. They know our charter gateways or what we call exclusive nonstop vacation flights. ENVS, exclusive nonstop vacation flights. They know when they have clients coming from one of those cities and they look at they look at utilizing the air and they as and making that a package because they make more money. They get 15% on that air component in addition to the ho, to the hotel piece. Okay. Then they're gonna add in the transfers. Uh, they're gonna support Amstar, which is part of the ALG network or part of our what we call the vertical and they they utilize the, the transfers so they make money there then they add travel protection in-house through us now here's a fun fact with travel protection over this past year one is i think everybody understands the why they should have travel protection now <laughs> after covid mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's you know and he, the other thing is not every uh operator right now is offering travel protection for contracted groups um so we still are doing that and we still offer two products we have a cash back option which is the last of the two policies and we have a full cash back option based on the package price so just kind of keep that in mind um not all wholesalers tour operators are the same right now on that but it's those agencies that really know our product lineup inside and out and that's where they make the most and when you're able to support a tour operator of, of such as ALG, not only do you get the most commission on that group, but you also get to, to get your agency, if we want to call it commitments or spend goals. And there's a lot of rewards for that. So there's on the agent side, we have what's called a waves program, 
where you earn some so, so so many points for a booking and then you can cash in those points for uh, free stuff for you travel for yourself but also your agency gets something too different statuses which gets you access to different numbers and 500 club lines on the Funjet side so those that is the biggest key is knowing our product lineup selling those charter flights we often hear why don't you have a charter out of this city and that city well the question is we would love to have that but if we don't have the agent community to help support it it's not in this day and age we can't just drop a plane in and 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 have 20 seats on it and that's it right. to fly four hours so uh any vertical support to the alg brands is definitely appreciated because you ultimately make more you, you i don't know if you mentioned this word in this conversation package Package, package, package. Something that I that I, I teach in, in boot camp is package. Dan, I, I say it till I'm blue in the face. Travel, and you tell me how you feel about this and, and how it works with land, okay, yeah. with resort. Uh, I, I believe any travel professional that sells a, a uh, an off-the-shelf, stripped-down, bare-bones product, is is not going to be successful in the group arena because then it becomes a commodity a pricing game you can't do the markups and, and, and impact your margins you are a commission hostage in fact you're only limited to earning what that vendor supplier is willing to pay and you and to at the bottom line you're not you know you, the travel person, you're not doing anything special for me. I can go online and book the same thing a million places. So talk to me about the package. Is it possible? Do you believe in it? Do you have the, the back-end facilities that allow uh, agents to add in peripheral products, like you said, your verticals? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I definitely believe in it. You know, any anything that you can do to up that package price and make more why wouldn't you do it as a travel professional i mean we make we make our livelihoods on this i think it's you know if you know some people say dan why should i, I haven't done groups and why should i get into groups and what's the advantage i always come back to one talking point and it's really about creating a customized travel itinerary now people say how do you do that if I'm part of a group, doesn't everybody have to fly in the same dates and same garden view, dumpster view room at the resort? And <laughs> the answer is no. And, and that's less than 10% of our groups. I mean, that's really your meeting and incentive groups that have the strict itinerary guidelines when it comes to the land. Obviously, if you're on the ships, it's different because the ship leaves here and comes back here. You're very locked in, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with the resorts, people come and go. Some people want to do the, um, you know, they want to use points and miles with that they accumulated with the airline where, and some people just need the room. Some people need everything. One of the things that I have often hear from agents is they, they sit there and say, just give me hotel only. I may tell my clients do air on their, on their own. And I go, why would you do that? Like they could go online and book the hotel on their own. Why would you not offer your services? Well, it's too complicated. Well, what's complicated about it? Do you, and, and, and I kind of work through some of those, those barriers to sale or barriers to get involved. And, and the answer is usually it's a lot of work. Well, yes, you're always going to have somebody that's, you know, what's the price today? What's next day? What's the price? What's the price? So then I say, charge them for it. Well, what do you mean that? In our booking engine, we have what's called set your commission, your own commission, SYOC. And what's awesome about that is you can go in there and mark up a booking, $25, $50, $2,000, whatever you want. And so you're able to do that if you have those high needs passengers that are taking a lot of your time. But anytime you're able to provide air, hotel, transfers and excursions and travel protection, those five key elements, you're doing something right. You're gonna make the most on those bookings. So definitely, you know, with all our contracted groups, you can package in excursions. Let's face it, once they get to the hotel, they're gonna be asked by the hotel, they're gonna be asked by third parties down there, and they're gonna be asked by our own DMC as well. So why not try to get that ahead of time? Now, the key to all that is the timing. Are you gonna try to sell an excursion such as swim with the dolphins when you're still trying to narrow down the hotel? 
Probably not unless the whole purpose of the trip is to swim with the dolphins. Okay. Right. But right. most of it. So I think it's the timing of that conversation to collect enough of deposit to get them involved, but not to overwhelm them with a high price point with all the favorite excursions. Yeah. And at the end of the day, convincing them that, look, if we, if we take care of all this stuff in advance, it's a done deal when you get there. You're not waiting online. You're not paying, paying the price could be higher. And perhaps we can arrange a private excursion because of the size of the group. And something you just said that was key, Dan, is fees. You enable, let me make sure I'm, I'm saying back what I heard you say, mm -hmm. the travel agency can add in fees and markup in your system. And that is, man, as long as I've been in this business, back in the day, it was largely commission driven. And I think the more advanced entrepreneurial agent realizes I can't survive on commission alone. They do the markup and they do groups. Your system allows that? That's correct. Yes. So it's called, again, it's called Set Your Own Commission, S-Y-O-C. In VAX, it says booking administration in the right gutter for the agents to click on, and they can go in there and add that amount. So, yeah. you know, so some agents will come to me, Stuart, and sit there and say, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm competing. You know, these clients want to book on Expedia or something. I can't. I can't sneak in any money. It's not sneaking in. What's your time worth, right? Mm -hmm. It's. I mean, people have no problem paying a lawyer $200 an hour to draft a will, but yet that might take them a whole whopping one hour to do on a template. But when it comes to travel, we're willing to work for eight hours for free. And I go, yeah. we can't sneak in $25 or put in a fee. So let's go back to why why you should get into groups. Well, groups is it's it's agent-centric. And what that means is, there's not an app or an online site where you can just go book 50 people. Yes, you are, you can work with the hotel direct, but they're not going to help you with the air. They're not going to help you with the transfers necessarily, depending on the supplier. So it's really about, hey, I'm going to be working for you. I'm going to be working with the life of the group from contract signing to uh, when they travel. And again, if you feel that your services um, allow you to put a booking fee of $25, $50 on it, I say go for it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of knowing what you're doing for the customer. Absolutely. If you have confidence, if you have confidence that what you're doing is a tremendous service, and I, as I always like to say it, and everyone who's who's in the audience right now, who's in my office right now, you all know this. You, you add value and convenience. You reduce stress and risk and you transform the experience. If you're not doing that, you, you definitely can't add a couple of bucks in. And you need to be confident. You need to be proud of it. You need to realize, I've earned, I will earn this. I have earned it. I deserve it because of the work I'm doing for you. And Dan, just to pass along a comment, Linda W says, I love ALG where I can just add my fee. It goes as an administration fee. I've been doing that with all my clients this year. I love vax so there you go that's awesome we got Thank a, you. we got a vote of confidence here so fees now let's talk about uh quick, quick. so i'm going to shoot out a whole bunch of concepts to you destination weddings what do you see uh ages doing wrong or right just you want to give a just a, a a comment on destination weddings because we have more and more agencies getting into that game yeah so destination weddings it's it's half of our business basically high 40 percent um, what they're doing right about it, make sure the date's available before you get started starting planning a <laughs> hotel. Uh, so often we get through the contract process. We we both parties sign the contract. We give it out, open up what we call your VAX dashboard, and then we find out the hotel doesn't have that wedding date open and we're starting from scratch. Um, agent Customers don't like that. That's part of usually the tra you know travel planner's role there. So just make sure that date's open before you get started. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, something you may just not think of right away, but that's pretty important to check yeah. on first. Yeah. Um, incentives for any comment on this, you know, we have a group leader. Any comment on the incentive for the give back, whether it's uh, the, the tour credit and what's your what's your insight there? We spent a lot yeah. of time talking about this. Yeah, this is this this seems to get more complicated because 
you know, there was a day, you know, not too long ago that hotels would sit there and say, go find your travel agent. They, you know, they didn't really want to work directly with consumers. Um, you know, it's from an ALG standpoint, we do not keep any comps or concessions uh, from a wholesaler side. We pass them through to the agent. What you do with it from an agent side is 100% your business. So what do I mean by that? You can give it to your customer. You can keep it as commission. Uh, we do charge a 10% fee on that because it is similar to what, what I just mentioned with that set your own commission that if it is money coming back to you. So we do report on the 1099 at the end of the year. But, um, you know, it's very hard. It's very hard to to keep a comp these days. Uh, because depending on the group leader, you could have someone super savvy that might have reached out to the hotel already. Um, you know, they know they earned that upgrade. They know they earned that free passenger. Um, and if you don't disclose that, it could get a little dicey. So um, I think it's knowing and, you know, maybe asking them, have you started researching this group? Have you worked with another agent? Have you have you talked to anyone at the hotel? And, and spin as, have you talked to anyone at the hotel that is familiar with your group that I could connect with? You know, not like, do they give you a quote? You know, just keep it lighthearted and, and see. Because often um, when, when it comes to us uh, from the wholesale side, if the, if the group names truly match and we go to the hotel and say, hey, I'm working with the Smith family, the hotel might say, oh, we already quoted someone with that. And that's like, oh, here we go. And you're you, now you got this whole whole big uh, negotiation to try to get those rates and stuff like that. So I think on, on the comp and concession, uh, you know, my advice is, you know, I always say if you're able to give something back to your customer, um, that's a customer that you're going to be able to probably keep for a lifetime, not just for this group, but hopefully FIT business. You know, part of the success of groups for a lot of the agencies is that customer multiplier. And it's really about making sure you have that, brand knowledge spread across that group. So when you're working at FIT booking, you're just working usually your fam a family or something. Now you have a group of 40 people. Think about the marketing exposure, that multiplier that people already know you by um, for doing just one basically FIT reservation on a grand scale. So I say pass it along if you can, but I also understand the agent side, 2020 was a rough year, got to make up for some shortfalls but I would just be cautious about that. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I think it's great advice for our advisors listening right now. Ask the question, hey, before I get going on this project for you, I'm very excited about, have you made any phone calls? Have you spoken to anybody? Get some full disclosure here. So you, just, you at least know where, where they're at. And you're right, some are so savvy. I'm a big believer, Dan, that an agent should not reveal the specific details of their negotiated contract with you, with hotels, with cruise lines, and that any uh, incentive or reward should be earned. Sure. Oh, is that what's important to you? You want that free bed, that free room, or whatever it is. Well, we're just going to, I don't use the word paper it up, but in our group agreement letter, as long as we hit this, you get this, and you can juice it up a couple here and there so you make sure you don't fall short. But I don't believe, and I, I, I'm not, you, you didn't say this, but I just want to make sure our agents understand, they can't be gimmies, they can't be guarantees because you don't want to get caught short, making a promise that ends up coming out of your pocket. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, that's the other thing too. You know, you, one of your questions was, what are what do agents not do 100% correctly? Uh, you got to have some type of agreement, and and that's and a lot of agents get caught up in the group business. They don't have an agreement in place. The customer continues to shop. They don't leverage the concessions to your point to hit minimums in order to get that. Um, again, you know, if uh, there's nothing that says, hey, if the hotel says for one for every 10 people, you get a free passenger, there's nothing that says in your agreement, you can't mark that up a little bit and say one for every 15. So you're stretching the goalposts, you're extending them, you're still passing it along, but at the same time, you're giving them a stretch goal to reach so they get it and you increase. So, you know, I think it really depends on strategy. Customer, though, 
is is key. You know, you get some people that just don't care. Yep, plan it out, and you get some other ones. When it comes to weddings, a lot of brides, uh, you know what we call them sometimes that sometimes don't <laughs> that want control over every little piece. Those would be a little bit harder to do, but still try to get that group agreement in place. Yeah, I I agree. We we're very big proponents proponents we support the group agreement letter and that remember if you if you if you do a gimme oh yeah we'll give you this and there's no strings attached if you will then when they do come back they're going to expect the same thing free and you may not be able to do it because the terms are different you want to protect yourself i i want to ask this question which i, I don't know if, if any others ask you and it's about time management this is a really big issue with all of us, right? We want to get more done in less time. When it comes to groups, a lot of agencies choose not to do groups because they end up, you know, working 25, 27 hours a day in a group because they're not using good systems. They don't have efficient ways. And we teach this in boot camp, but from a, a provider, a tour operator perspective, can can you give us some tips, any advice, what you do, what your team does, or what what agents can do to, you know, get work done in less time, see super efficient so they get to sleep at night and they don't wreck the rest of their business because they're getting drowned in, in group stuff that they don't need to drown in. Yeah. So for most of it, so our system is 100% VAX vacation access. I always say if you have the skill set to make one FIT booking, you have the skill set to manage 200 rooms in a group. We we provide an agent a dashboard, which they log into. They see their inventory. They see their um, rooms that they have contracted each night. They know right away if they have that room or not. Um, and so that whole kind of keeping a nameless type of thing, do I have the room, do I not? Okay, let me figure it out. You always have that live scorecard to go into and, and take a look, okay? So that's something that's really awesome about our system is agent makes the booking and you're able to create that reservation for each client like you would for FIT, but inside of your dashboard. So it keeps everything together. Right. Now, in terms of time management, what can agents do? Well, it's twofold here. One is make sure you request enough inventory that you know um, will sell, but also let's diverse that inventory a little bit from the, from the get-go. So often we get, hey, Dan, give me 10 lead-in rooms, 10 garden views. Okay, that's great, but you know you're going to probably have an ocean view in there. You know you're going to have an ocean front, swim-ups and stuff. And then also months later, everybody wants a swim-up. Well, there's only so many swim-outs, and, and there's, those are usually one of the least amount of rooms because it's always ground floor with the exception of some of the Charisma hotels that have it it's stacked in generations and stuff. But in general, what happens is agents, they, they're so, they, they don't feel that they're, that group is, they have people that see the value in the increased room category. Well, one of the strategies, as we say, is get 70 to 75% in your lead-in and then diversify that 20 to 25%. Hold that ocean view, hold that ocean front so that you're able to just right away book them and you don't have to work back through service. But two, you're also sitting there saying, hey, I don't have a lead-in room anymore. I do have an ocean view. You're upselling within your group. You're making more money, and you don't have to go back and forth with the service team to try to secure that inventory. So um, so in terms of time management, we don't have agents learn a new system. If you know how to make an FIT booking, it's in VAX, it's the same strategy, just multiplied within the dashboard. And two, diversify that inventory upfront. Give, you know, if someone comes to you and they're really set on the lead-in inventories, that's cool, we can always make that change, but try to stretch the clients out because most of the time, there will be someone, you know, that wants that upgraded room category that you need to secure for. I, I agree, I agree. And I know in my experience, I've seen, uh, hotels and ships will sell top and bottom first. Th those suites, those highest categories, which are the most limited, I think we're, we're pleasantly surprised that they go first because the yeah. people who say, oh, this we haven't traveled in a couple of years, especially now, right? And we let's go big, let's go big. This is an important birthday, important anniversary celebration, or we want to, you know, we want to show off to the Smiths that we, that we're, look at us, we're styling here. 
and you, yeah, you gotta be, don't be conservative, be a little, especially now going forward, Dan, do you agree with that? Be knock it, but, but play it aggressive because people, I, I believe, are gonna be willing to spend a couple more bucks to get something really special. Yeah, and I would say this, you know, with, with the way the business has been booming the last six to eight weeks, um, we're still seeing great price points even leading into 2022. I don't have a good feeling that these discounts are going to continue much longer as hotels continue to fall, you know, fill up. Um, right. I mean, the the industry is just going nuts. So there's a lot of times that you're able to stay in a higher room category at a at a entry level price point right now, just because of the nature of the industry. So I would probably, you know, stretch out a group a little bit, hold the ocean views, hold maybe an ocean front. Definitely, if it's a property known for your swim ups, grab a few of those because some of these properties only have say 10 or 12 of them. Your group wants eight of them. It, it's it's a challenge. That's a, that's our service team fights that battle all the time. Uh, certain chains such as like uh, you know some of the dreams and secrets that part of the AMR collection, Blue Diamond, Royalton brand, they have great swim ups which are always in high demand. Um, and so I would definitely hold a few of those because I'm sure people in the group would spend that little extra money um, to grab them. Yep. Yep. I agree. And for those of you in boot camp or who attended boot camp live, by the way, there's going to be one more boot camp live. It's in June. We only got four, three minutes left. So everyone who's here, please ask your, your final questions, make your comments. Danny, I see you posted a question. I'm going to ask uh, Dan in just a second. But for those of you listening to the, the podcast now, if you did not uh, attend my, I would say really big, really big, Bootcamp live event in March, which was three days of, of training, half a day each day, about three hours each day. June is the last time you'll ever get to do it. That's it. That's it. So sign up now if you can, please. And uh, Danny asked the question, uh, if we block group space and, and, and we book into that group, it will appear in VAC. So uh, do they access VACs for groups as well? Yeah, so it, it's it's even though we're in VAX, it's still a separate component. So we don't have the ability to take an FIT booking and move it over into the group dashboard at all. Um, right. it, the group dashboard is complete separate inventory. So that is a, that's a good question because sometimes agents go, well, I have eight or nine rooms. Can I move it into a group? And the question is, do you need to move it into a group? Because basically we're starting over. Uh, the, mm -hmm. When you make an FIT booking, that is usually a, a different rate than we get for a contract. It could be actually higher, but it's got different rules for cancellation and attrition. A lot of the FIT bookings you can cancel within 72 hours, no penalty. Um, so in order to kind of, there's not a way to do an FIT booking to a group or vice versa. You start as a contracted group and move it to FIT. We can't do that either because it's really different rates and different structure, even though it's the same hotel. So okay. just kind of keep that in mind on that on that front. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you for bringing that up. That's that's it's, that's always been an issue when all of a sudden it looks like you've got a group forming, you wanna move it over. Sometimes it may not make the most sense. Uh, Hans made a question here, uh, posted a comment. Thanks for the great information and your time, Dan. So passing along, oh, thanks to you. All right, we got like a minute left. So Dan, within that 60 seconds, words of wisdom, something we haven't talked about yet, something we need to hear from you. We need to know, cause you're the inside guy. Not many <laughs> people get a chance to have this, this to hear directly from you. Uh, Dan again is the director of group sales at ALG Vacations, take it. Yeah, I would just definitely say is don't shy away from doing group business. You know, it's it's 100% agent centric, meaning your customers can't go anywhere to get what uh, the service levels that you're going to provide them. They can do a lot of piecing together. But again, it's agent centric. There's not an app or website out there. The other thing is look at the hotel side. Look at creating that package. Groups are lucrative. Our average commission payouts five thousand dollars. And people go, whoa, what is that about? It's it's about 42 people is our average group size right now. So it keeps increasing, which is good. We were in the high 30s and now it's 42. 
Um, and then just understand there's so much market interest right now. And it doesn't always have to be for a destination wedding. It could be a golf. It could be scuba. It could be bachelor, bachelor, bachelorette. Anywhere people gather is an opportunity for a group. So, you know, if you're a golfer and you belong to a country club, maybe there's a PGA pro or a pro on site. Hey, do you, do you think you could get 20 people together? We could do a golf event. Yours might be free or something. It's those casual conversations that lead agents to have the most success. So definitely be that agent of change where uh, you're that difference maker that uh, the customers are coming to you in order to put a trip together. Try not to be just a booking engine for them. Be that difference maker. Mm-hmm. Love it. Great words. Dan, what a pleasure this has been. Uh, thanks for being here on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Stuart. Hey, everybody. Thanks. We wish you the best of success. I will be publishing the date of the next recording of the Group Sales Power Hour. I'll be heading to Cancun, and I might do a broadcast from Cancun. Thinking about that. Dan, I wish you nothing but good health and happiness for you and your family. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye, everybody.